when clients engage you, they are not just paying for the end product. They are paying for the experience of working together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Business SG. We welcome you back to Daniel Joshua, also known as DJ, who is the founder or co-founder of We Are One Media. And the ex-drummer of Gentle Bones. <laughs> ex-drummer of Gentle Bones? Oh, I had no idea. Now he performed a few times. Before, all right, yeah, all right, Gentle all right. Bones. Yeah. All right, and the conversation continues. Talented guy. Uh, balancing your your creative ideas with what the client wants sometimes it, it's not the same thing right yeah they might really want it a certain way but you as a creative you might feel that it would be so much better if you follow my direction yeah <laughs> do you do you ever have that and do you how do you navigate that okay okay so i think um one thing that um uh, worked for me was that um i have been on both sides of mm. of uh, the coin right so i have been a creator before and i have been on the brand side engaging creators before was so, it for skyscanner yes i see okay yeah so i was the one that that was coming up okay and one of the very big reasons why i i decided to uh join skyscanner was that because i wanted to know i wanted to understand in and out um what the brand side looks like how how brands pull the insights from their raw data um to craft out the uh, campaigns which uh has certain leaks and then some of them ends up in uh, video briefs that they engage uh, creators to do. So I wanted to understand what goes on on the brand side. Right. Yeah. So that I, I basically know what's going on. Like, I know how to um, deliver uh, to brands better in the, in, in the future. Between what client wants and uh, the creative aspect, right? So one of the um, values la, that we have at WOW, right, is... Um, humility and open-mindedness yeah because i find that with um we we believe in putting the ego aside um to view new perspectives and ideas right and and that helps us a lot um especially not just only when talking to clients and understanding their needs and their wants, but also when collaborating on a peer level uh, to in terms of brainstorming for creative ideas or uh, creative executions. Um, I personally believe that um, being open-minded uh, and humble in the first place mm-hmm. and putting the ego aside will set a very good tone for collaboration. Right. Yeah, because... When clients, okay, there are different types of clients. Clients who know what they want and clients who don't know what they want. But we're talking about clients that that know what they want. They want it in a certain way, right? Yeah. Um, there, there's always a reason for it, right? They want it in a certain way because of X, Y, Z. So I, I will, I will find out like, what what are those reasons, right? And um, I'll I'll find a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Right, I th- I think okay maybe um this creative solution uh will work but okay it's not exactly what they want so where's that middle ground where can we meet um where both sides are happy right yeah and then that's what we execute right so asking the right questions will actually eventually get you to that middle ground 
yes. and get you the win-win. Question asking is such an underrated skill. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree, man. Right. I yeah. think Ash, do you face this? <clears throat> Where uh, the clients come to you, I want this, and then you might have a different opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But um one thing you come to realize right being in uh sales, right? Like as as much as I want to help you, mm-hmm. um if you go to a uh you know, say a, a coffee shop, right? Mm. And then you want to eat Western food, even though like maybe the Economic rice is healthier, right? And then I tell you, like, no, eat economic rice be- better for you, healthier. But the guy just wants to eat like chicken chop that day or chicken cutlet, right? Yeah, just, let them manage chicken yeah, chop, man. Just let them have the, the chicken cutlet, right? I would advise you. By the end of the day, I think that you know there is a reason why you want whatever you want, right? Unless you're unsure, right? Like what what DJ said, right? If the client doesn't know, yes, I will be like, no, this is what you gotta do. If the client knows, I will say this is my opinion. But at the end of the day, you you must have your reason behind why you want it this way, lah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you might not be privy to that information. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that the, as you said, questioning is is a super important um, skill, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times when we face rejections um, in any business setting, right. Uh, there's always an underlying reason and people don't tend to tell you the underlying reason mm-hmm. immediately, right? Mm. Unless you're willing to probe a bit more, right? And getting to the crux of of why right. that person is uh, rejecting you, right? And to me, it was it's always easier to get to the crux because at the end of the day, I'm thinking more of uh, how do I grow myself, right? Is there something that is lacking from the pitch? Is there something lacking from uh, the service provided? How can I improve? So people are more willing, right? But if you're there to like no, you cannot. You cannot do it this way. You must do it this way, and then you're you're there for argument. Your ego is first. Yeah, you're not going to grow as a business, mm. right? Um, yeah. So I think that at the end of the day, you know, we have to really think about um, why people behave the way people behave, right? Mm. Which I think your major in psychology might help. Mm. Right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, a bit about like client interactions, right? That we're mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, how do you deal with rejections, like? Personally. Uh, are you even involved in that process? Yes, I am. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I I go out to look for new business as well. Okay. And um, you and en- you encounter a lot of no's. Yeah. Yeah. With as with any business like you encounter way more no's than yes yeses. Hmm. Right. And um, I mean I I'll be lying if I say that it, it doesn't impact me. Mm-hmm. Um. I, yeah lah. I mean, at first, right? Okay, you encounter your first no. You're like, okay, never mind. Try again. And encounter your second no. Okay, never mind. Try again. But you encounter your fiftieth no, hundredth no, thousandth no. Then you are just like, shit. Like, like why? Like what's wrong? Like you know. Then yeah. then you start to feel uh, a bit affected. But um, yeah, and and it's normal. It's it's totally normal. But what sets um you apart, right? Is how do you bounce back from that? How do you take it in your stride and still keep going? Right? Uh, I think that, that that's what um, will set a successful business owner apart. Right. How are you looking for business? Um, we look for business on uh, three levels. Okay. Right. So there's there's the warm market. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it's, it's referrals, um, either um, friends who know that I'm doing this and who know other friends who need like uh, creative solutions 
uh, or brands that we've worked with before uh, work with us again or, or introduce them to, to us to their um, other friends working for other brands. So these are the warm markets uh, referrals. Then there's the cold market um, where we set up our, so we, we, where we um, reach out to brands um, to ask them if they, if they need um, um, creative solutions or, or video or production services. Mm-hmm. And then there's GBs. What's that? GBs. It's a it's a government business portal where um, ah. um, government institutions uh, they put out um, ITQs. They are invitations to quote. Right. So basically, uh, they they put out their brief, their requirements, what needs to be done, and then uh, if if there's something that you want to do, um, uh, basically you there there are some requirements like as to your proposal. You there's a pitch deck, and then um, sometimes there's a pitch meeting. Uh, so you you go out you have a call with them and uh, pitch your idea this is how you're going to do it blah 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 and then they, they will choose uh, from like uh, all the different companies all the different vendors like. I, I heard f- from what I understand if I'm not wrong they, they have to narrow it down to uh, three options before they make a decision typically uh, in the corporate setting that's uh, that's uh, how they do it lah. yeah and it's not always that the lowest quote gets the business Would you, do you know about that or so recently I, I, I met up with uh, this um, director friend of mine. So he was just like kind of mentoring me for a bit. So I met him for um, coffee, tea recently. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and he asked me this. If you have a big budget for an ad, do you give it to the guy that's good or do you give it to the guy that you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, basically he said that um, you, you, they give it to the guy that you know, lah. Yeah, right. Because you you know this person, you know what he's like, and you trust his working style. Because at the end of the day, right, what um clients when clients engage you, they are not just paying for the end product; they are paying for the experience of working together, and wow. the experience must be good. Wow, that's fantastic, man. That's yeah. a fantastic uh, thought. Right? Clients pay for not the end product, but that experience yeah some clients might know this some clients don't know this but fact of the matter with any project you have to liaise with each other you have to talk you have to discuss you have to you have to uh, brainstorm ideas and you have to collaborate right you need to do something I have a solution for you Uh, maybe we are we might not be the most aligned at the start but after a certain point right we have to reach a point of uh, a consensus that this is what we want to do so how do you get there it's always a part of this creative process and when clients engage you they are not just paying for the end work they are they are you are, you are paying for uh, as in it's not just about the end work but for the process as well right yeah so i'm i'm conscious of that and um yeah, and I mean, my my company is called We Are One, and we 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 aim to we we exist to create content that brings people together, right? And it's not just the viewers, on the back end as well. It doesn't make sense if we if we um break people up or create tension yep, between yep. like the collaborators <coughs> while our end goal is to bring people yeah. together right? Yeah. right so both on the front end and on the back end we uh, work towards finding that collaborative middle ground where um, everyone um, is happy yeah, yeah. Awesome. I think the the tough part comes when when people don't know you and 
like how are you going to convey that or oh, this journey is going to be so amazing with me right because they don't know you mm. right when you meet new clients and when you're pitching new things i think it's a it's a constant struggle right even with me now like majority of my warm market knows the relationship with me but yeah. when you meet a new person like how are you going to convey that that hey, you know with me you're going to have a great journey a smooth journey the end product is going to be great yeah i think i think you know i've known it for a long time mm. right but you've put it like so beautifully right it's just yeah and, and and i agree with you that i don't think a lot of clients understand this right mm. because when they are looking for all the cheapest product mm-hmm. uh i just want to buy i just want to get it done with right they don't realize how Uh, long that journey is going to be mm. yeah so it's go- it's going to be one of my lines right <laughs> yeah choose, choose me not because of the end product but because of the journey no you have to show it you cannot say you cannot say it like this yeah, but you see when you're meeting a new client you you, you they, they only sh- you can only show it when they are part of the process already right yeah first you need you need to know where where your touch points are uh, yeah. where your touch points uh with this this person is and every 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 time you get this touch point, right? Uh, be it is 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 an interaction in person or or online or on social media or on a group chat or wherever, you need to leave a positive impression. Yeah. Pe- people don't remember what you say to them. People remember, remember how it made you feel. Yeah, yeah. So many quotes in <laughs> the last five minutes. <laughs> Mind your business, cliche edition. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, great stuff. I want to circle back and it's not like a very Zoom phrase, right? <laughs> Please uh, revert. <laughs> the, the second method of uh, getting clients whereby you're reaching out to them, right? Mm. So maybe there are touch points or how are you doing it? Is it through cold calling, emailing, going up to a business, you know? Okay, so currently I'm uh, in the process of uh, building up, building my funnel, uh, which is my website and my socials. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Yeah, so um, uh, the first year of the business, I was focused on creating a portfolio, right? And I mean, truth be told, lah, I also feel this way that um, I should be like posting up um my portfolio as I do it. But I like sometimes you get busy, you know, and then you just focus on the work, and then it's just one project after another. Mm-hmm. So currently, at this point, um, I'm also uh conscious of not. Uh, relying on the warm market for too long because uh, I, I I believe like at some point it's gonna fizzle out right and uh, I need to set up like uh, funnels in place where um the I can I can get the the co market I uh, get the clients from the co market as well right so my funnels on my website and my socials so I'm in the process of building that up now uh yeah so my website is up but it's only the homepage uh. So uh, I'm I'm building out like a contact form, like what's yeah. their business uh, yeah. solution you want to solve, blah blah blah, and I'm thinking of running some ads uh, on on the end as well, and then right. and see uh, how that works out. Right. So it's a, it's a very digital uh, strategy. It's not so much as like physical uh, cold calling. When you first started out, right, pricing, like how how do you price your work? Um, yeah, it's 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 that framework lah that 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 you get. Okay, so starting off, um. When I think about pricing, the first thing that comes to mind is cost, mm. right? And your resources. So um, in my early days, I was a one-man run and gun. So I come up with the creative solutions, then I shoot them, I I storyboard them, I plan, 
uh, shots, arrange everything. Then I go down and then I shoot. Then I edit myself. Everything it was it was all me lah. So I I am the the resource lah in the sense like yeah. in the ugly way to put it. The um, manpower lah. The manpower. The, yeah. yeah. I I was the I was the manpower. So, um. So how 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 do I value myself? How do I value the time? Um. So starting off, which I feel is is a very um. In infant way of, mm-hmm. of of looking at things, um, I saw it from the perspective of how I value my time. Right, I mean, I still carry that with me now, but um, eventually that evolved to how much the client values this solution, and how much value that this solution can bring to the client. Yeah, how much is it worth to them? Value based pricing. Yes, value based pricing. So, so when you first when you first started, how much time were you putting into the business? Twenty four seven, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like in a day, like like you know, in a day. Like um, if you were to like say, I think we're gonna be doing some math here right now. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Maybe 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 I I rephrase that. Were you hmm. putting in more hours into your business than you were working at Skyscanner? Oh, hours definitely, hours. definitely, definitely. So you were increasing the hours, working hours, and you were reducing your pay. <laughs> yes. Was, was that imbalance for you? Like, uh, n- no, 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 because I know that future that I'm working towards. Yeah, if this was gonna be the case forever, is definitely not. So when you when you first sat down and you started your business planning, right? Hmm. How far do you look? Ten One years. year, five years, ten years, ten years. Ten years. So at that time you were about twenty-eight. Yeah. Right? So you have a game plan set up to about thirty-eight, say forty so, years old. Yeah. So it's um, I started with ten years, and then I worked back to five years, and then I worked back to one year. So your first point was the tenth year mark. Yeah. And then you work backwards. Yeah. Okay. It's it's. It, I think it's easier to do that than to than go to, forwards. Yeah. yeah. Get it. Yeah? Why mm-hmm. Why do you think so? Because if you work forwards, right. The end goal can be anything. Yes, yes. But if you set like okay, ten years, okay lah, one decade. I don't know lah. Arbitrarily, I mean, yeah, ten years. This is what I want, right? Then you come back, lor. You come back. Okay, so uh, in five years time, how does it look like? In one years time, how does that look like? Yeah. Then you set your goals from there. And then you work towards. And, and you feel that this this was key in you not feeling that imbalance, right? Mm. That that I could see. Where I want it to be in ten years, and that is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Versus when you were at Skyscanner, that that uh, say distance or that that timeline didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it existed in a different way, lah. You had less control, right? Because a lot of things needed to fall into place for you to reach the ten year goal with um Skyscanner versus when you were doing it as a business owner. Oh, definitely, definitely. Right. Because as a business owner, you are basically the captain of the ship. And you're in the middle of the sea. You can you can sail the ship in any direction you want, but what direction is that? Yeah, which is why I believe that um, setting like your ten year goals is very important because you you it, you kind of like set out a beacon in the future, which is ten years down the road, that will magnetize you towards it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If not, you. If not, it's very easy to lose track. Like you keep on getting your nose. You pitch for new business. You no 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 no. Then it's like. Um, why am I working for? If you don't have that ten-year goal yeah, that, that, yeah. that you've already set, yeah. yeah. Right. Do you have a ten-year goal? No. <laughs> okay. That's something, a problem. Something to work on, right? Yeah, something to work on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think for anyone listening, right, first step, 
can you see your 10 year go right yeah wherever you are mm. yeah and uh i mean if, if you're looking for material to um, kind of like marry condo your brain to find a, a mm-hmm. certain structure on like how to think right um this book called traction by uh eh, traction get a grip on your business yeah there's 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 words after the colon um it's by Gino Wickman and uh he 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 breaks it down lah into the steps yeah so basically right if you have like a solid business plan and a solid business strategy but you have no traction right it's like basically you it's like having a ferrari right but then the tires got no grip mm. you cannot move your engine is super powerful but you cannot get anywhere Yeah, so getting that that traction is very important, like, and goal setting is a part of that, and uh, I recommend it. Yeah, the, the book. Great, great, uh, awesome. So yeah, just to recap, uh, the pricing you started off more by calculating maybe your cost and then how much to pay yourself per hour or something like that, and then it evolved to like value based pricing, mm-hmm. where you're pricing how much <coughs> would this problem uh, being solved uh, create value for the client. Mm. something like that okay correct so um wow is a hybrid creative agency okay because um why i say hybrid is because traditionally right how it works how the industry works is that there are two entities one are the ad agencies and then uh the production houses right so normally how it works traditionally is that brands they uh they engage an ad agency for the creative solutions Right, so um, the agency has in-house creatives, and then they are the ones that are churning the ideas. And then once they hit an idea that the brand loves, they will reach out to a director who sits with a production house and outsource the production to a production house. Yeah. So traditionally, that's how it's done, lah. And um, the reason why it was done this way, um, briefly put, is because last time, uh, things were shot on film, and when during that those days, right. Like uh, production was super complex. Yeah, you you need one guy changing the film, then there's one guy changing the lens, then there's a camera guy, and the teams were like forty, fifty people for for one production, right? But these days, like everything is digital. Uh, your mirrorless cameras have so much technology inside that you don't need that many people, right? So, um, I I feel like um uh, this um. I guess there's a reason why uh, the industry still exists in this way, right? Uh, ad agencies and uh, mm-hmm. production houses, but um, with Wow, uh, what I'm trying to do is is, uh, is to be the, all the in, in between. One? Yeah, the in between. Oh, the in between. Okay. Yeah. So we provide the creative solutions together with the um, production. So that kind of um, shapes my uh, how I think about pricing also, right? Because I believe in hybrid creatives as well because we're a hybrid company I believe that um, we are in a day and age where um, everyone can wear multiple hats right um, I mean it's not advice uh, but um, I, have, I have an excellent uh, excellent guy that, that I work together with his name is Kenneth mm-hmm. Kenneth Ang shout out um, so on on a previous shoot with one of our clients uh, Chop he was uh, running the lighting he was basically running grip and uh, doing the sound at the same time Yeah, I mean, it's not advice, but like, um, it's it's possible, it's doable, and we did it, 
right? And um, yeah, so in that sense, we kind of save costs, which um, provides value for the client, right? But at the same time, we um, still need to get value from uh, running it in this hybrid way as well because one person is doing two roles, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that... that that, that this is what I'm talking about uh, about the different facets that that shape uh, the pricing lah. Right. Yeah. Right. Quick question: What's a grip? It's a lighting guy. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, how big is your team right now? It's me and my co-founder Josh. Yeah. Right. But we work together with an army of uh, freelancers. Right. And um, I'm currently. Um, I ca- I have plans uh, to bring uh, some of these freelancers in house lah. Right. Yeah, and 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 work with them and run with them full time. Right. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we talk a bit about that. Right. So mm. I'm sure it's gone through your head. Maybe share with us uh the top process. What's the pros and cons of freelance versus bringing them in house? Like why why that switch? Right. Overheads. The pros would be no overheads as freelance, right? Yeah. So what is making you want to switch them into in house? Business running like running running more business, right? So it's a chicken and egg problem. Yep. Right. So um, starting off, um, my 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 mentality la was to keep the overheads low mm. as low as possible. Um, so uh, so we can run let the let, let the money uh run in the company. Right. Right. And um, but moving forward, right? If 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 you want to scale, you need. Um, more business and to have more business you need to have uh, full time you need to have people like full time uh, creatives in a company that's that's just uh, just banging out creative solutions and like handling the production side of things right yeah so so it's a chicken and egg solution uh, this is a chicken and egg problem but um, yeah so we are working when so right now we are working to scaling the business and uh, bringing more um, full timers in house right yeah Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening in to this episode of Mind Your Business SG. The conversation will be continuing next week. Coming up in the next episode. So so you, you leave a full-time job and now you're running your own business. Yes. Basically, you are in charge of your own time now. And um, at the start, right, it can be it can be a dangerous thing. <laughs> it can be a dangerous thing. You can do anything anytime you want, right? Yeah. So uh how how do you how do you plan your day? At, 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 at the start right I, I was in love with the autonomy i'm like yo i can do anything anytime i want now as long as i get the the stuff that i had to do done i can do anything that anytime i want but then that was a very very dangerous uh mentality thank you for joining us this time if you haven't already subscribe to us on spotify to get a new insightful episode every week the Mind Your Business SG Podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at SG and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you'd like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.